The EPA is showing its incompetence in the aftermath of the Ohio train derailment. While they claim to be testing residents' homes, testing air quality, sampling water, and evaluating the soil, they say there's nothing to be afraid of. Essentially, keep calm and carry on. But the real question is, can we trust them to tell the truth? If you listened to last week's episode, you know how the EPA lied about the toxic dust after 9-11. I'm glad to reassure the people of New York that their air is safe to breathe and their water is safe to drink. So said EPA Chief Christine Todd Whitman. Her false reassurance led to rampant disease and death among first responders and survivors. But 9-11 wasn't the EPA's first act of negligence, and the Ohio train derailment isn't their second. So sit back and be ready to be disturbed as I review the troubling history of the EPA. Oddly enough, the agency has its origins in Ohio. In 1969, the Cuyahoga River caught fire due to becoming extremely polluted. This spurred the creation of the EPA the following year. Before long, it would become just another feckless agency. Let's start off with a hazard that affects us all, polyfluorinated alcohol substances. Commonly referred to as PFAs, they are a collection of more than 4,700 chemicals not found in nature. These are casually called forever chemicals since they last thousands of years. These PFAs are found in things that are waterproof, stickproof, and stain resistant. Think of your Teflon pans. Every time an American has been tested for them, PFAs have shown up in their blood. These chemicals have been known to be dangerous for quite some time. The EPA was first notified back in 1998 by the company 3M that PFAs were toxic. Three years later, internal studies at the EPA showed how risky these chemicals were. Two years later, the EPA got another batch of animal studies again confirming the risk that PFAs posed. Yet, in 2006, the EPA said they weren't aware of any specific studies that related current levels of the chemical to human health effects. That same year, the EPA's very own Science Advisory Board determined that the chemicals were likely a carcinogen. By 2009, more than 20 years after the EPA was first alerted about the chemicals' dangers, they finally decided to create its first action plan. But it was merely a blue-ribbon committee that created a non-enforceable provisional health advisory. It took another decade for the EPA to create the second action plan, again featuring the same unenforceable recommendation and deadlines. The EPA ignoring a problem is nothing new, though. Remember Flint, Michigan? In 2014, the city switched the water source to the Flint River to save money. It was contaminated with lead, leading to at least 12 deaths, as well as outbreaks of disease, including legionnaires. As of last year, nearly 2,000 homes in Flint still don't have any clean drinking water. That's eight years of people drinking dirty water. See how the government cares for you? This might have happened due to the EPA's lack of concern for communities of color. You ever wonder why rich white people don't have drinking water quality issues? It's easier to ignore poor black communities like Flint. It's the American way. 
And this isn't just a wild accusation. Consider this. In 1993, the EPA created the Office of Civil Rights. Since then, they've had nearly 300 Title VI complaints. Of course, the EPA has never found one complaint of discrimination to be legitimate. However, third-party groups like the Commission on Civil Rights and Deloitte have found that complaints were not, quote, adequately adjudicated. But to understand how Flint, Michigan could happen, it's important to understand how corrupt the agency has been throughout the years. They've failed Americans under every president. The EPA is truly a bipartisan failure. Under President George W. Bush, a panel of scientists reviewed the EPA and found that the agency was tailoring research to suit their agenda. This caused the EPA administrator, William Riley, to admit, quote, scientific data have not always been featured prominently in environmental efforts and have sometimes been ignored even when available. Under President Clinton, a veteran microbiologist at the EPA accused Administrator Carol M. Browner of using unreliable wastewater toxicity tests and lowering the scientific standard. Several years later, another dozen career employees accused the EPA of, quote, egregious misconduct. Browner's dumbest move came from a letter she sent to the city of San Diego. She commanded that they stop treating sewage that was being poured into the Tijuana River, claiming that the treatment was messing up the sewage-based ecology in the area, making no mention of the danger of poop water to humans. Under President Obama, EPA Administrator Lisa Jackson tried to get rid of real air quality samples and use computer estimations instead. Under President Trump, former Deputy Chief of Staff Kevin Chmielewski claimed that he was kicked out of the EPA after expressing concerns about how Administrator Pruitt was using agency funds, like traveling first class. Under President Biden, four whistleblowers from the EPA came forward, all with doctorates in toxicology, chemistry, biochemistry, and medicinal chemistry. They accused the agency of covering up hazards posed by chemicals. The Intercept reported that these whistleblowers provided, quote, detailed evidence of pressure within the agency to minimize or remove evidence of potential adverse effects of the chemicals, including neurological effects, birth defects, and cancer. The article goes on to say, quote, each of the scientists also filed complaints with either the EPA's inspector general or the Office of Science Integrity, which is pledged to investigate corruption within the agency. But because most of their concerns remained unaddressed months after they disclosed them, and because in each case the altering of the record presented a potential risk to human health, the scientists said they felt compelled to make their complaints public. Last summer, the Office of Inspector General issued a report that the EPA failed to meet inspection requirements for hazardous waste treatment storage and disposal facilities. That's something you would think they could handle since their name literally includes environmental protection. Now, all of this doesn't even scratch the surface of the times they've suppressed or skirted cost-benefit analysis or issued false alarms. So ask yourself now, do you trust the EPA to handle the cleanup of East Palestine 
or care for its residents? As Ronald Reagan once said, the nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm here from the government and I'm here to help. Thanks for listening to Overnight Opinions. Be sure to tune in next Sunday night for an all-new episode. In the meantime, be sure to follow the Ladies Love Politics channel on TikTok, Rumble, and Instagram.